It is Thursday, the fourth day of August, 2021. And basically, listen, people have, have gone absolute batshit fucking crazy. We have people being uh, duct taped to airplane seats. We have drummers getting kicked out of bands for not getting vaccinated. And suddenly Rihanna is a fucking billionaire. It is full-on bizarro world. I'm telling you, society is falling off a cliff O'Doyle style. Yelling, screaming, talking a big game, and moving in a car with no fucking brakes. When does it stop? When can we just get back to flying normally? Like civilized adults? Or I shouldn't even say that. How about mostly civilized adults? Like every day there's a fucking fight on an airplane. Um, when can we get back to mid-90s bands having consistent lineups? Seems like every day there's a, uh, a PhD lead singer kicking their drummer out of the band. I don't understand. And Caribbean pop stars, but... I've got nothing for Yana. I mean, she can do whatever the fuck she wants. All that and more on episode 85 the Chad Ocho Cinco episode. Listen, I am a big Ocho Cinco guy. He is uh, hilarious on social media. His podcast with Brandon Marshall is excellent. And he was a pretty good receiver for the Bengals. Uh, I, I, could, I can never understand, or I'll never understand, I should say, <clears throat> How he was so shitty with the Patriots. Belichick loved the guy when he was in Cincinnati. Um, <clears throat> Jesus. Loved the guy when he was in Cincinnati. And then when he was here, loved him so much that he, even though he was fucking awful, kept him on the roster all season long. He actually caught a pass. Super Bowl forty six. I totally forgot about that. Uh, I also forgot that he was inactive in the AFC title game. Uh, but the guy just didn't fit the system. He couldn't he couldn't get the verbiage, which is a there's a long list of um, seasoned NFL veteran receivers who fell into the same category. Reggie Wayne, Eric Decker, um, other guys. And then the you know the list of guys who could get it was incredibly short. Randy Moss, that was it. But even more so, he was he was an outside receiver in an offense geared towards the inside, so he was left out. It's a shame, really. Now he's selling wildly expensive cigars, he's boxing, and he's eating fucking McDonald's every day. Go figure. Uh, all that and more. I already said all that more. God, David. I just had a great dinner. I made a um, honey, garlic, ginger, pork tenderloin in the Instapot. Ooh-wee. Banging. It was very good. Um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, that's all right here, right now, on Complaints and Observations. Still, the most less-than-average podcast on the internet. With a host who's the smartest person in the room, when he's the only one there. A continuing odyssey into mediocrity. Guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations. With Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? All right, what's going on? I hope you're all doing um, tremendously well. Hope, uh, hope you're happy, healthy, 
etc., etc. Um, I don't have anything planned for this particular part of the program. It, literally, it's a blank page before I get to the actual meat of this podcast sandwich. So, I think this is like the uh, the heel. Not the what would you what, what's that? What so the heel is the bottom of the bread, right? The crown, you dummy. This is the crown of the loaf. Thin, no substance. Really, you know, not serving any any sort of useful purpose. Nine times out of ten, you're taking that thing and throwing it in the trash anyway. So that kind of, uh, you know, it fits. This is the <laughs> trash piece of bread portion of the, of the program. <laughs> Although some say the crown... Is, you know, of the two end pieces is probably the better of the two because by the time you get to the heel, you know it's been in the it's been in the bag for a while. It's probably stale. That's probably where the mold first grows is the heel. If I had to guess, I don't know. I don't know why I'm talking about loaves of bread. Um, decent show today. I don't want to say good, even though I think it'll be good, because I don't want to, uh, what's the right, what's the right word? I don't want to get your hopes up. Not that you expect anything when you listen to this crap, but uh, I have an awesome guest today, uh, Jimmy G, who is the proprietor of the South Shore Bar Pizza Instagram page, SS Bar Pizza on the instant gram. Uh, Jimmy takes his bar pizza, his South Shore bar pizza, very seriously. And it was an excellent conversation. Quite frankly, I learned quite a bit. So I'm going to assume that you too will learn quite a bit about the the pizza game, the 10-inch pizza game south of Boston and beyond which I thought was interesting. So, um, but before that, I want to get to last week's question of the week. What is your favorite cheese-based item? Now, it doesn't have to be cheese, you know, favorite type of cheese. I mean, it can be, but I'm talking about items that have uh, cheese uh, in it, on it, blended with it, sprinkled on, whatever. Real cheese, fake cheese, don't matter. The whole point is that it was sort of leading into my conversation with with Jimmy to talk about pizza. So I was like, oh, okay, what sort of ties in? They're like, oh, cheese. Ironically enough, the only person who answered pizza was Jimmy. Nobody else mentioned pizza, but I got a ton of responses, a lot of excellent responses, and um, it was it was good. So I think I think this is this is good. This was the the third question, and I, I one it it's good for content, and two, you know it. Theoretically, it should be good for building an audience, but who knows how many of these fucking people have answered or <laughs> actually listening to the show. But doesn't matter. Who gives a shit? They provided me with content. So, without further ado, um, so I mentioned, I, I said Jimmy, uh, Jimmy G, SS Bar Pizza on Instagram, either pizza or cheesesteaks or nachos, I don't know. I think, you know, I think he does know it's pizza or cheesesteak or nachos. My guess is pizza. Uh, a great left field answer from friend of the show Evan. He said, "Baby Bell, those little mozzarella things, whew, fire! Those things are fucking great." Uh, friend of the show Sarah, steak and cheese. Um, Corey Crow of the There You Go podcast, bacon cheese fries. If done right, they're the best. I thought that would be the most gluttonous answer of the bunch until I got another one down the road. So. 
Uh, friend of the show, Scott. Grilled cheese with bacon. It's a good one. Um, <clears throat> my coworker, Mike. All of it. Okay. Uh, Munster on a sandwich, fresh mozzarella, a fistful of shredded cheese, etc. Also, queso and tortilla chips and a margarita. So, all of it for Mike. Thank you. Um, Donnie of the Quiet Violent. Sausage, egg, and cheese on a croissant. Gotta be homemade. Hmm. I like that answer. I don't think I've ever made a, a homemade sausage, egg, and cheese on a croissant. So, good on you, Donnie. Um, friend of the show, Nick. Mozzarella sticks. <laughs> this is good. Would you eat a block of cheese? Nope. But fried? Fuck yeah. Not entirely wrong, but I've been known to just eat, you know, cheese sticks. Unfried. But whatever. Um, my buddy John of the Suburban Foods Man, Foodsman on the Instagram, uh, whiz out of the can, pub cheese and port wine cheese, all great answers. So when I, um, messaged him to say thank you, straight out of, straight out of the can, I was like, fuck, that's fantastic. He elaborated and he... He gave probably the best answer, I think. He said, the can reminds me of childhood. That and cheese and crackers and cheese that came with the red stick to spread it. They were that snack that my parents never let us have, but you always had a friend who had them. And he is 1000% correct. Fucking handy snacks. Oh my God. I haven't thought of handy snacks in so fucking long. And apparently they're still around, but I guess Ritz uh, makes them now. I don't know how everything, every like food from the 80s and 90s, uh, it doesn't taste the same. So like uh, Planters Cheese Balls, like Planters doesn't exist anymore. Somebody, pretty sure Frito-Lay bought them. So they don't taste the same. But Handy Snacks. And then he got back to me later and he said, in honor of this conversation, I went over to the gas station next to my work and got a four pack of handy snacks and a bonus Dunkaroos. <laughs> awesome. Handy snacks. That stupid fucking red stick, that red plastic stick that I guarantee you there are 50 billion of them sitting in landfills right now because that fucking thing will never, ever disintegrate. The planet will be dying a, a slow and painful death. Cockroaches and handy snack sticks will be the only two things left. <laughs> oh, man. Um, <clears throat> my friend, Matt, he's, I, I asked him and he said, cheese gum. I don't know what the fuck that is. Cheese gum? Basically cheesecake. I, I don't know if they're the same thing, but... He said cheese gum or cheesecake. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, however, the winner for the most gluttonous choice uh, does not really come as much of a surprise. Uh, my pal Jeff, uh, who said, Baconator Nuggets from Wendy's. I'm like, I didn't even know that fucking thing exists. He's like, well, they, they don't. You have, to, you have to ask for it. So apparently Jeff created the secret Wendy's menu that included uh, literally getting out of his car. Couldn't He couldn't do it in the drive-thru. He had to get out of the car, go inside the Wendy's, and then say, Hey, you know how you have the Baconator fries? Could you put that cheese and bacon on nuggets instead? And apparently the gentleman behind the register was just... Shocked that no one else had asked for that before. So, Baconator Nuggets. Whew. I mean, honestly. It's gross. <laughs> I think back to a time in my life where I would have been all over something like that. 
And I like to think that I've improved my eating habits just slightly. Not even, you know, I'm still, my diet is still not where I want it to be, but it is infinitely better than Baconator Nuggets, I can tell you that. Because, I mean, honestly, that just sounds like it's going to stop your heart on a fucking dime. Baconator Nuggets. Ridiculous. Um, okay. So that was the cheese portion of the program, huh? What'd you think? I like that question. I- again, ties with the theme. And, uh, you know, I liked it. So I think next week I'm going to do... I'm going to do like an AMA. Mainly because I, I don't have a, a question that I think is good enough. I have to do a little bit more vetting on the question that I want to use, but do a little AMA. And I'm looking forward to getting maybe one or two questions. Show-related, life-related, anything. Should be fun. We'll see how it goes. All right. Uh, As promised... You know what I, I realized last week, too, when I went back and listened to the episode? I Like, the clearing of my throat and the sniffling is fucking absurd. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. Like, right now, I am conscious of it, and I'm struggling to not do it. It's a trait that was, like, handed down from my father. If you knew my father, constant sniffling constant uh, throat clearing. Now, sniffling, eh, it could be from other things, who knows. But, yeah, I could. I, I just, I couldn't fucking believe it. I sounded terrible. I even wrote about it on my blog at complaintsandobservations.com. Check it out. And now, Jimmy G from South Shore Bar Pizza on Instagram. I am stoked. Uh, to have a guest today that uh, I've been following on the Instagram for a little while uh, at SS Bar Pizza on the gram. Uh, this is Jimmy G, South Shore Bar Pizza guy. Jimmy, thank you so much uh, for coming on the show. How are we doing? Absolutely. Business is booming. Doing great. <laughs> uh, right from the jump, just want to talk about um, the Instagram feed and the home cook contest that you've been running. And I have two very important questions okay first and foremost how did that chick-fil-a pizza lose i don't know it's not over yet she was i uh, mean i I don't want to give away the who's who but she was uh making a late comeback but she's got a lot of ground to cover too much ground i think but i mean i saw that and my eyes got huge because what an idea absolutely love it she thought outside the box that's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Box. Yeah. And uh, it's funny. There's another guy. We say gravy. He, mm-hmm. entered the, he entered the tournament and he was all fired up. He thinks that uh, the ranch drizzles are disrespectful to bar pizza. I don't and disagree. She, she dropped that on his head last round. So <laughs> knocked him out. And uh, so his entry, uh, the, the bean and salami pie. Uh Another one that I couldn't figure out how that lost. I mean, that is the bean pizza in the, the pantheon of South Shore Bar Pizza. It should be near the top. It's a, it's a specialty on the South Shore scene for sure. I had actually, I told him to bust it out. I'm like, give it a mm. try. The, the interesting thing about him is he's from Medford. He's never made a bar pizza before he entered the tournament. Yeah, yeah. But he got, he got pretty into it and... uh I hope he doesn't hold it against me. His other buddy from Quincy was saying, Get, do the bean pizza, do the bean pizza. And we thought it was going to be a hit, but it uh, did not work out that way. It's too bad. I mean, I think bean pizza, I, I for a time lived uh, in Marshfield, right on the Pembroke line across the street from Poopsies. And the Poopsies bean pizza, I mean, just unbelievable. Love it. Really? I've never had it at Poopsies. Oh, it's awesome. So good. Um, all right, so right, I need to know how this started. I, how did you decide one day, hey, I'm going to do 
an Instagram page focused solely on South Shore Bar Pizza? It's a good question, and it's a complicated and a little bit of a long one. So okay. it, all of this, my, this like bar pizza, you could say I'm obsessed with it. That, that's fine. Okay. It started back in true lockdown quarantine. Okay. We're lo- I, I, thankfully, I was work from home as soon as the lockdowns hit. So just sitting around staring at four walls, wondering what, when, when is this going to break, right? All of a sudden, the owner of the Alumni Sports Cafe down in, down in Pembroke, he was putting out these videos that were pretty funny. And he came on, and he's got a corona box on his head, looking like an astronaut with saran wrap over his face. And he's like, listen, guys, this is my bar. My bar is empty because Governor Baker says I'm not allowed to earn a living right now. So what I'm asking you people to do, if you can help support some small businesses, get out and buy a bar pizza. And they said, that's all I got to do? Because I'm sitting there going, Walmart's open. Target's open. What, what's, what's going on? Why are we just shutting down Main Street? Main Street America, right? Mm. So I started, I started researching a little bit. I joined. There's a really successful group on Facebook. There's a, the I, and I, I, I have about. a question about that. That's, that's coming down the road. All right. Yeah. So that group's there. I join up on that group. And I start doing once a week, I'm just going to go out, try a couple different pizzas. The first one I did was Linwood versus Poopsies. Poopsie mm. wins for me, hands down. Mm. They're, they're both great pizzas, though. So I start doing one by one, weekly matchups, whatever. But then two a week, it starts becoming three, starts becoming four. Before you know it, it's June, and I've been to 40, 44 places. So I publish my rankings, and I'm like, all right. I have no biases with this. I, I, yeah. I'm from Braintree. So it's not mm. like I'm a Stoughton guy and I love Towns, but I'm a Randolph guy. I'm from Braintree. I got no biases. My first one was Poopsies. So I lean more towards Poopsies, but different story for a different day. Sure. Like, here's my unbiased rankings just based on what I saw. And, and it's pretty comprehensive because we're going 44 deep. So I, I do that. Then I do another round where I go out and I try all the Buffalo chicken pizzas. Mm tried 40 different ones there and in the middle of it like the group was just going off the rails a little bit and nothing like it is now but it it was going off the rails and it was getting a little redundant so i go fuck it i'm gonna run a tournament i didn't get to run a march madness tournament i didn't get to do anything like that Mm -hmm. i'm gonna run a tournament i've been to the 48 places so i can rank them and it doesn't matter. It's not like you're yeah. actually traveling to do a matchup. Right. Yeah. So we do it and the tournament takes off. We get more than 17,000 votes in the tournament. Holy smokes. Wow. I'm t- I showed up to give the, the trophy on to Eddie Page at the Next Page Cafe. He's mm. thanking me profusely, going, Jim, Jimmy, you don't even understand. Our sales are up 350%. I go down to Poopsies the same night on, on pizza only. I should yeah. clarify sure. that. But pizza only, 350%. I got on a poopsies. You can't even get through on a Friday afternoon. And they're thanking me going, you know, our sales were up 50%. Everyone's going crazy with the tournament, and all this other stuff. O'Toole's kind of launched itself off the back of that tournament. And now we get to the end of the tournament. It was a lot of fun, a lot of success. And, and things were kind of opening it back up a little bit. But I'm like, I have all these picks. And I, personally, I think I take a pretty good pizza pick. I like to call it pizza porn. Oh, yeah. I got all these picks. Let's go do something with it. So I started doing the Instagram page, just uploading a pick here and there, trying to grow it. And then I started posting on the stories a lot more, just like memes and stupid stuff, just to have a laugh. So yeah. it was it was all born out of quarantine boredom. And now it's just morphed into something a little bit bigger. And it's it's interesting to me, and that was going to be one of my questions, was in regards to uh, you know, the reaction that, that you got from, from these businesses and, and if there was a calculable increase in, in their actual sales, but you mentioned it when next page 350% on pizza. I mean, that's crazy. Some, some places like Linwood would tell me to go stuff a sock in it. Well, be like, we don't even want, choice. we don't even want to talk. Like they don't, they don't yeah. acknowledge me. They don't talk to me. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. I think they've caught on because I've gone there a couple of times and mm-hmm. my pizzas have looked beyond perfect, but whatever. <laughs> um, 
But like poopsies, they're, they're still humble people. They said, you know, thank you, whatever. There was a bunch of different owners that reached out and just said thank you. Yeah. And, and it, was, it was a lifeline for a lot of these places because if all sure. you're doing is serving booze, you need that lifeline. So just all the attention that Carrie Burns set up that original group. Mm. It was awesome to set it up. Just perfect timing yeah. in terms of when he set it up. It was like February, pandemic hits, March 13th, whatever it was. Mm. So it was just perfect timing. And, and it just provided a lot of small businesses with a lifeline. Yeah, And, and I think up until recently, I want to say like out of the 80 plus None of them closed during the pandemic. And that's pretty mm. rare for the restaurant industry in the past year and a half. Absolutely. Yeah. It's awesome. And it's funny because uh, so many of these places that, you know, I knew they existed, but at the same time, just never, I never thought of it, never went. And so, yeah. you know, this has really opened a bunch of eyes and it kind of takes me back to what you mentioned about the Facebook page. Now, I got into the Facebook page at one point and was following along. And then it just started to get a little out of, out of hand, out of control and a little bit too much. And, uh, but you've answered my question. So there was no direct connection between, you know, who started the page, Carrie and yourself. <laughs> no, no, yeah. they, they blatant very, uh, they were very upfront. They have nothing to do with that tournament when it was, when it was going on it. The first couple rounds, they had yeah. nothing to do with that tournament. This was just me mm. uh, running it, and uh, I was I was pretty diligent and dedicated to keeping it going. And uh, it was a success. It was a big yeah. time success. So it was after that. Once it wrapped up, then Kerry was like, "Hey, I got to talk to you." He's a, he's an old he's a newspaper guy. He used to write. Oh yeah, for the, for the Herald. For the Herald for a long time. Post. Yep. So he reached out. We we've talked. We've chatted a few times. So, mm. um, but. I, I, it was just quarantine board and I'm sitting there like, geez, yeah. I miss my brackets. There you go. What do you, what do you think of that Facebook page? Now? Now. It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> that's, that's a very, uh, you know, democratic answer. It's tough. Yeah. I it's mean, tough. It, it's, it's beyond tough. At least that's my opinion, which is why I had to get out of it. Like, I mean, we're talking about pizza. This should be fun. And, uh, it, it became nothing of the sort. It, it, it's good. They, they, they were a little bit probably more focused on just growing the top line membership number, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and some of the, as soon as you see that waving hand that says, yeah. I'm a new member, and they're uh, posting a bunch of ridiculous stuff, you're like, yeah, yeah. okay, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're real. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, so a handful of questions, pizza related. All right. Yeah. A buddy of mine, Jeff, he got, he's the one that, that pointed out the Facebook page to me. He's been to quite a few. So he had a question that he wanted me to ask the actual criteria for being a South shore bar pizza. Yeah. Does it need to be South shore and does it no. need to be a bar? His no. example, which quite frankly is fantastic to me. Jay's Flying Pizza in Bridgewater is neither. And their pizza is fucking fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement. My criteria are, it, it, it's, an, it's a really interesting question because I've started doing some more research on what is bar pizza. Mm -hmm. And the designation of South Shore Bar Pizza to me has four criteria. It's going to be a 10-inch pan-cooked pizza. Mm -hmm. You got to have that sauce and cheese to the edges. And uh, predominantly, I'd say cheddar blend, you know, 70% plus is, is the range you should be in. And it's, it's like a, some people call it crackery crust yeah. or dough. Mm. I like to call it biscuity oh, because okay. I've recently, I, I recently went to a place that was, it ate like a saltine cracker. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think of when I think of cracker. It was that thin? It, it wasn't that thin. It was just the yeah. texture lacked sure. like, the greasiness of it. And I'd call it a thin crust pizza that just happened to be 10 inches, happened to have cheese and sauce to the edges. Mm. But it was, it, it's not that South Shore bar pizza. So I started doing some more research. 
and there's bar pizza is like a generic term. Yeah. Below that, there's there's three subdivisions to me. There's okay. this guy's out in Chicago. They got yeah. Chicago tavern style. Yeah. They don't all they have is their square cuts, mostly sauce and cheese, mostly to the edges. Then there's New Jersey, no real, no real ramifications on, on the side, like qualifications on the size and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then there's Celcio Bar Pizza, which just happens to have in like within city limits about 80 different places that all adhere to the same standard. Sure. So that's what makes it unique. It's homogeneous that it's everyone's doing the same thing. Yeah. So I call the New Jersey stuff bar pie. Then you have your tavern pizza out in Chicago and we're South Shore bar pizza. But if you, if you ever get in a group, there's a lot of people that are very defiant about not bar pizza, not bar pizza. Exactly. Yeah. Not South Shore bar pizza. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the right. less long-winded answer is no i don't think you need to make it in a bar <laughs> yeah okay um <clears throat> what was your first social bar pizza poopsies poopsie was Tw- your first 27 okay. years ago okay <laughs> that's awesome I'm, I'm 37 now so right. i was that's about so 10 good. years old when my cousin took me there there you go now on your feed uh today uh we're recording this on tuesday so in your stories today, you had buddies all over your feed. Oh, yeah. um, so I'm curious as to what is currently your number one spot. It's a good question. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to abstain from answering because I'm gonna <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna release something tomorrow that makes oh, the masses. Okay. Masses. All right. So I'm, gonna, right, so I'm gonna we're teasing then. Good. I'll, I'll set it up just for the complaints in the what what is it complaints in. And observations. There you go. Love it. Um, but I, I'm going to start um, unveiling day by day my, mm-hmm. my power ranking. Oh, nice. Okay. So Breaking news note. for you. I don't want to forget that then. Awesome. Will, okay. I'll say one thing. I don't think there is a definitive goat. I, I think it's kind of tiered out. And mm-hmm. you'll see excellence. There, there's at least 16 places that are like, you know, almost every time you go there, you're going to get a very good pizza. And then yeah. there's nuances to the crust, right? Mm-hmm. Like Poopsies mm-hmm. is a little bit thinner than Linwood. Linwood is, is is very like shortbreadish, and then Cod does their own thing, and they're awesome. But yeah, uh, and, and Jay's is phenomenal. Yeah. So I, I don't know that if I have a clear cut goat, but the, there's a there's a power ranking that's going to be coming out. I can't wait. I'll be, I'll be honest. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> um, all right. So if you're not going to share that, that's fine. So I'm curious as to what your favorite topping is on your, uh, favorite on your topping. Pizza. I've, I've really liked the combo of Hamburg bacon and jalapenos a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's really good. Like my, one of my favorite pizzas is the ghost pepper cheese and pepperoni at Poopsies. Mm. that's that's one of my favorites like if you want to talk mount rushmore of, of pepperoni pizzas which if you see my feed i I'm, i do like a pepperoni pizza You're partial once in a while. definitely partial to pepperoni i would go i would go that ghost pepper cheese pepperoni at poopsies jay's flying makes a phenomenal one cape cod if you get the both of theirs they, they have these deli sliced oh uh, pepperonis, but then if you get the chopped, it's it's just as good. I, I can't decide. But it's it's better. so different. That's the best part of it. It's the same product. It's but it's totally different every different. time. It's it's amazing. Yeah. And then another one, Home Cafe, mm-hmm. in Brockton. Their pepperoni pizza is phenomenal. I don't think I've been there. No. See that that's the interesting thing. So pre-pandemic, I had been to about nine Sochi Bar pizza oh, places. Okay. But since then, I've, yeah. I've been to over 70. And the places you find that you're like, how the hell have I never heard of this place? And it's absolutely mm. phenomenal. Pizza Jay's, Hoey's, Home Cafe, uh, O'Toole's down in Whitman. Oh. You're just like, what? How, how are people not talking? Were people not talking about this more? I should have yeah, known about yeah. it. I went into O'Toole's not too long ago to pick up some pizza. And their, their tap system was broken. And it was like, my God, like how in, in a normal time, yeah, how on earth would this place survive? 
And then it was, they were just pizza after pizza after pizza. They, they were just cranking them out. He, and like you said, he, it really must have saved them, to be honest. He's one guy that I talked to some other people who 18 months ago would tell you the O2's pizza wasn't that great. He really took a lot of pride in his pizza, put in his research. Um, Tommy O'Toole, he's one of the guys who reached out to me during the tournament saying thank you and all this other stuff. So I see some of his updates, and he was talking about – he was looking for help on what's going on with his tap systems uh, about oh. a month and a half ago, yeah, probably yeah. when you were around there. Mm-hmm. But he'll go around. He'll go to Cape Cod. He'll go to Home Cafe and, and just try to understand what are they doing and how can I make my product better. So I, I love guys oh, like wow. that. Like just Oh, that's compete, awesome. Compete level, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's cool. That's good. Um, another question I got, and this is, uh, this has come up for newbies. So crispy, well done or laced. Now there are a handful of plate places that'll do like having laced edges is how they make their pizza. Oh, tools being one of them. And I know that you order your stuff, um, like well done or crispy. So I'm kind of curious as to the reaction that you've heard from some of these places or if there's sort of a, you know, the correct way uh, to order it. And if there's a, if there's another term or, an, or another uh, method of, of making sure that you're getting what you should be getting when you're ordering a, a South Shore bar pie. So we'll talk about the edges first. I'd say there's, there's different schools of thought. Linwood does like a light, uh, topping around the the brim of their pizza that they call laced historically that was always what laced edges were Mm. i want it crispy and laced you call up linwood that's what you're going to get since 1949 town spa the joke was always they had burnt edges we don't call it laced we call it burnt edges and and i displayed one today with buddies that had the burnt edges so Mm. laced at linwood and poopsies does the same thing they just kind of dangle the sauce around the top and they they get a nice little crown on it. Now there's the new school laced, I'll call it. I I put out a chart before and maybe, maybe I'll throw it up after this, but I put out a chart before there's the new laced, which I'd describe as lightly burnt edges. And and you'll see when I put the chart out and places like next page, uh, O'Toole's a few other uh, Johnny Kono's in Weymouth, they oh, all automatically yeah. do it. So mm-hmm. you go to pick up your pizza, you're automatically going to get a lightly burnt edges, I'd call it. And, and you'll, you'll see in the pictures. Burnt edges are a little bit hardier. And that's what Buddies blows it almost everybody out of the water on. Buddies and Cod do the heaviest burnt edges. Uh, that's when you're mixing. It's not just sauce. It's sauce and cheese on there. And it builds like a wall around the pizza and you eat into it. And it's like, it's just delicious. Like you could almost do yeah. it right off the pizza yeah. and it's juicy and delicious, but that's a little bit hardier to make the, mm. the burnt edges. Nice. But buddies, yeah. buddies is a heavy, heavy hitter with that. I mean, honestly, that picture just looked, um, I haven't had buddies in ages. Uh, but I mean, that picture today was, it was like a siren call. So I'll be going to buddies this weekend. I mean, and it's like a secret it, handshake. I yeah. went there. I went to buddies the first time I did yeah. not ask for that. The first yeah. time we went to buddies, I did not ask for that. And it's bare edges mm. and it's going to be the same story. If you go to town spa, if you go to Cape Cod cafe, you get the bare edges. You have to ask for the burnt edges. And you just won't regret it. No, I, I can't imagine. Like, again, after seeing that picture, I, once I stopped drooling, I realized I needed to go. Um, so obviously, as we've covered before, like COVID kind of, you know, was was probably pretty scary for these guys, I would imagine. So, but I'm wondering if, uh, again, if you think that in the long run for the foreseeable future where it's such a popular item, I'm kind of curious as to what you think the state of the industry would be without COVID. Do you think this would have happened? Do you think that the explosion in the, the, uh, you know, 350% increase in pizza at a place like the next page would have happened without, you know, a quarantine where everyone is 
stuck inside or without alumni coming yeah. out with a video saying, Hey, you know, come buy some pizza. Right. That's a, that's a fantastic question. I had not thought about it, but uh, kind of butterfly effect. It, yeah. it probably launched everything mm. because it was a lot of it was people saying F you to the, the people who are shutting down all these small businesses. Mm-hmm. We're still going to go out. We're still going to support these guys. It's people going, hey, these are our neighbors that own these businesses. These are the guys that we go to that sponsor the softball teams, all that other fun stuff that have been had our backs in the past. Guess what? We're going to have their backs now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's more than just the owners, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Like, of course. Yeah. I've taken shit for that. People have been like, you don't understand. Like a, a handful of the owners make a lot of money, a oh, lot yeah. of money. Yeah. I get it. Sure. But guess what? There's waitresses, there's bartenders, there's, mm-hmm. there's dozens of people at some of these places that need needed the jobs to keep going, need the tips to keep coming in. So I, I just give them the one finger salute. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't agree picture. more. Yeah. <laughs> um, so sort of tying into that, I'm kind of curious if we're going to start to see more guys, or more, I don't know why I say guys, but more people um you know starting up this type of business where they're getting into the social bar pizza game um you know i I don't know if you're aware of any new places that are that are coming or anything like that but i'm kind of curious as to what you think this could spawn moving forward i i kind of draw the line in the sand of of pre-pandemic post-pandemic of who was serving it so if Mm -hmm. you're I mean, it's only a year and a half ago, but if you're an OG and you were serving it before yeah. the pandemic, you have a little bit more status. But mm-hmm. since then, there's the Bar Pizza Company in Mansfield. They opened okay. up. Yeah. Landmark in Dorchester started serving their bar pizza. Diggy's up in Westford started serving theirs. There, there's a new place up in, I'm bad with the North Shore, but there's a new Port Pizza or something. Yeah. They're, they're way up there. They're North serving. Shore is a different country, so it doesn't... Yeah. Um, <laughs> then there's Model Cafe in like Alston or something. They're serving it. But then above and beyond that, there's Bobby's Bar Pizza down in Providence. He started up post-pandemic. Mm-hmm. There's another place, Grainsley, just outside of Providence. There's Mission Pizza down in Dallas. There's a, there's a guy who's opening up in Austin. There's, no kidding. So, they're popping up around the country right now. Wow. No shit. And it makes total sense. It's I'd be hard pressed. I don't know why you'd start one. Maybe if you're in Mansfield and then there's nobody else around, mm. it makes sense. But I doubt anybody new is going to pop up on the South Shore. Yeah. I'm, you're not going to, you're not going to put one in Randolph. No. Yeah. You'll be out of business soon. Quickly. Right, exactly. Oh, well, that's cool. That's an interesting. I mean, I never would have thought that it would pop up in Austin. I mean, Austin's a little, I don't know, earthy, crunchy, and like hip. And there's a guy in the the he he's on the Facebook group. So it's a guy who started started doing his home cook. Yeah, started being people saying his pizzas looked awesome. So he just started selling. Just ran with it. Interesting. Yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. Um. So, you know, in terms of other regional pies, like you've mentioned a, a couple, but I'm, I'm curious if there are any other uh, styles of pizza uh, that you like, aside from the 10-inch pie that uh, we've all grown to love. It, it probably goes social bar pizza number one. Um, I, I, I've been loving this Detroit-style pizza. That's, that's, See, and that, that's yeah. the other one that's sweeping. I know, and that's... Uh, I have not yet uh, sampled any, uh, but that is definitely on the list for sure. So there's, depending on where you'd want to go, there, there's mm-hmm. two that I'd recommend. There's a place, it's a little bit tougher because you have to do like this pre-ordering. Sometimes you can get lucky day of, but there's a place, The Edge in Sandwich, which I, I've featured on my page. They're putting out a really good product and the current heavyweight champion in Massachusetts is Volo Craft up in Swampscott. That's phenomenal. The Edge just opened maybe two, three months ago. 
Volo, okay. I think, has been been going at it for a little while now. I'm not 100 percent sure, but sure. They're, they're top tier when it comes to Detroit style pizza. Awesome, yeah. Um, all right, Jim. I told you I wouldn't wouldn't keep you, so I'm not <laughs> going to. Uh, this has been awesome. A very educational conversation. And now uh, I'm hungry. I think my wife made chicken broccoli ziti, so I'm kind of disappointed. But uh, what can you do? Um, what's your What's your favorite bar pizza? How many places have you been to? You know, not nearly as many as you. I would say I've probably, if I had to give a number, I would probably say it was around 20 or so. Um, a lot. You know, and again, I, God, I must have ate poopsies at least once a week for a solid year and a half um so you know poopsies is up there i had went to town spa for the first time in christ 20 years maybe a few weeks ago yeah that was awesome and actually last night uh my wife and my mother-in-law went to deanne's in abington and uh brought home some pizza uh they fucked up my order but you know that cracker crust i mean that's a that's a cracker crust place for sure. Yeah. Uh, it was okay. It wasn't great, but they fucked up my order. So no big deal. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I town spa and, and, and Cape Cod cafe are still, I think, you know, uh, in the top five Jays. I grew up in Rainham. So, I mean, Jays was like a staple, especially in high school. All right. Let me jump in right here to, uh, apologize for, uh, unbelievably bad editing so i had to break this up there's only like two minutes left but i wanted to leave the two minutes in and i wanted to take out some stuff before the two minutes so here i am jumping in in the middle to remind you um ss bar pizza all one word ss bar pizza on instagram jimmy g good guy uh, he has an awesome and very useful um, Google map that has uh, 81 bar pizza locations. So check it out. The uh, Instagram handle, again, S-S-B-A-R-P-I-Z-Z-A, S-S bar pizza on Instagram. Go follow him. It's worth it. Trust me. What are your thoughts on on uh, Portnoy at Barstool and his pizza reviews? I think it's phenomenal. I, I friggin' love Portnoy. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be Portnoy, but I love Portnoy. <laughs> I, I've been I've been reading Barstool since I was in I was in college. I remember picking up the ma- the old newspaper mm. out of the the Dropbox in Cleveland Circle, and I, I liked it then. And then when I first started working, I was reading the blog and he had the smoke shows and all that fun mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Loved the blog. He was absolutely yeah. hilarious when he was writing. And now just everything he's doing with the Barstool Fund and everything like that. I just absolutely love Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And his pizza reviews, I mean, same deal. To me, it's, it's anytime he does a review, the restaurant is mobbed. It's, it's the... It, it's unbelievable. It's almost, you know. I've noticed it's gone to his head a little bit that he. Oh knows. yeah, but that's most not, things. Not, not in a <laughs> bad way though. Not yeah, like yeah. Uh, he thinks he's better than everybody. More mm-hmm. in a, geez, if I put this place down, they they might go out of business. Or something it's like a that. very. Uh, the fine. Yeah, I've noticed that there's no super low scores anymore. There's no super. Is the occasional high score, but most of between you know, like 6.2, 7.5 in that range is nothing really other than the, when he did the frozen pizza reviews, those, <laughs> Jack, I mean, he was Jack's got jacked up. Jack's, oh man, poor Jack's. I don't even know <laughs> if they survived, but anyways, Jim, listen again, thank you All so right. very much. I appreciate your time. This has been awesome. And uh, please don't, don't hesitate to tell your friends. All right. I'll be posting about it. Looking forward to it, my man. Awesome. Thanks, Jim. Take care. All right, bye-bye. So honestly, my next pizza adventure is going to be the Detroit style. And as you heard 
in that interview, two places, The Edge in Sandwich and then uh, Volocraft up in Swampscott. I got a feeling that we're going to start seeing a lot more of the Detroit-style pizza around here. It's untapped. I, I think there's one in Natick, or is it just that is planning to open in Natick? I'm not sure. But uh, that's that's the next thing. And when Jimmy mentioned Dallas and Austin, I was like, holy shit. Crazy, huh? But, uh, yeah, again, check it out. SSBarPizza.com. Uh, SSBarPizza on Instagram. Um, he's going to put out his rankings uh, upcoming, so it's a little tease for you. And if you give two shits about pizza at all, uh, he's definitely worth a follow. One, you know, his stories are entertaining. He's kind of funny. And um, and two, just the, you know, he, he did say pizza porn. And if, if, if you're into pizza, you're going to think it's porn. Because some of the pizzas that he posts are fucking unreal. They're awesome. Uh, like Buddy's Union Villa. Whew, man. I might have to go to Buddy's this weekend. <clears throat> because holy shit, did that look good. So, anyway. I uh, hope you enjoyed that. Um, and I have more guests next week. The show that you probably don't want to hear, but... I'm going to do it anyway because it's my fucking show. It's the Premier League Preview Program. With my buddy Ian, who uh, was on the soccer show, uh, I think mid-season, mid-season soccer show. And um, and my other buddy John. Uh, he'll be on too, another soccer guy. So a couple soccer guys, really looking forward to that conversation. That should be fun. We're going to shit on our respective clubs and um so advance warning for all you soccer haters all you uneducated rubes who can't you know figure out how great that fucking sport really is that's coming um all right excuse me a lot of burping that's why I can't have a beer like in the middle of the show or before the show. Ugh, not good. The beer is delicious. Uh, Bissell Brothers Proclamation Ale. A shout out to uh, my pal Pat for bringing that over as a housewarming gift a couple weeks back. Thank you. Very good. Enjoyed it. Just shouldn't drink it um, before or during the program. Not good. Uh, as it is Thursday, it is time for three gripes. Gripe number one, bouncy houses. I am fairly certain that I've used this before, but it bears repeating. They're dangerous and they're gross. Case in point. Pat, who was kind enough to bring me the delicious beer, uh, his little girl turned one. And there was a birthday party uh, for little Paige on Sunday. And in Pat's backyard was an inflatable water slide thing. Now, these things are not contained. So all it, all it was doing was just spilling water all over his fucking yard. I mean, there was just gigantic sopping puddles on both ends of this fucking thing. And so, towards the end of this, you know, some of the uh, less intelligent children were just basically rolling around in the mud, sliding down the fucking thing, and ending up in this, what amounts to a goddamn cesspool of filthy water. These are small children, so they're dirty <laughs> little fuckers to begin with. And they're getting dirtier, and then they're going into the, you know, the garbage sewage water at the end of this fucking thing. Now, when you're a child, it's fun. But I would say that, like, what's the cutoff for bouncy houses? Is it like, once you turn 13, is that when you have to 
put the kibosh on the bouncy house. It might be. Uh, if you're an adult, you should not be in the bouncy house because you are going to get hurt. That is an absolute guaranteed fact. I will put all of my fucking, uh, my meager fortune. And if you're an adult and you spend any time in the goddamn bouncy house, you're going to get fucking hurt. And you're going to get hurt severely. But all this thing did was just make a, an already soupy backyard soupier. Not that it was an unkempt yard, not by a fucking long shot. But we've had nothing but rain up here for the last two months. And we're going to get more rain tonight. More weather chat with Dave. Yay. But man, I, I mean, I'm just sitting there watching this thing. And I'm seeing what these kids are doing. And I, I was physically repulsed. It was gross. <laughs> it was really disgusting. And, uh... I mean, God damn. I just couldn't imagine having to take these little fucking mongrels home and then, you know, making sure that they actually washed themselves. But in, unless you're like uh, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher, you would, you probably wouldn't. Fucking filthy hippies. <laughs> fucking hippie parents. Oh, you don't have to bathe. Like, what the fuck is that? People smell. Okay? This is not the Middle Ages. This is not fucking Eastern Europe. Bathe. <laughs> that was a good one. You probably didn't laugh, but I, you know, <clears throat> I did. This is not Eastern Europe. It's a good one. I put that on a t-shirt. I should, I'd, I'd probably fucking sell tons of them, right? No. Because nobody wants to buy any of my shit. All right, gripe number two, art. Here's my problem with art, and this has probably been covered as well. It is so entirely subjective, okay? And it's almost insulting to me when I see things that are being called art, okay? If I look at a Van Gogh, a Manet, a tippy tippy day day. It's another joke that nobody got. <laughs> oh, man, we're off the rails. I'm terribly sorry. <clears throat> like, if somebody paints something, that's art. If somebody sculpts something, that's art. Um, if somebody builds something, all right, fine, I'll let it go. But when you see a bunch of shit, and I don't know who posted this, but somebody posted it somewhere. Uh, they were at like the Museum of Modern Art in Boston, and like one of the fucking art pieces was basically just a bunch of shit piled in the middle of the floor. Like, I'm sorry, but where where is the artistic value in looking at somebody, unless it's a gag? In which case, uh, bravo. Like, you pulled a fucking fast one. But it was literally just like a pile of crap in the middle of the floor. And anybody who says, oh, you just don't get it, there's nothing to get. I'm going to say half of the shit that you see in, in any museum of modern art is not art. And I'll fight you if you say otherwise. I mean, I, I know that I've talked about my visit to uh, the Museum of Modern Art in New York City. And some of the shit that I saw, like a snow shovel hanging from the ceiling on a piece of fishing wire. And someone had the fucking balls to try to tell me that was art. No fucking way. You went to a Benny's and bought... A fucking snow shovel, fishing line, and borrowed the ladder at the fucking museum and hung it from the ceiling. That's not art. That's 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 insanity. Is what that is. Like you should be in a fucking padded room. 
in a straitjacket, you should not be a functioning member of society. That's a take that I'm willing to take to my grave, too. You know, art is entirely subjective. I will not be told otherwise. If you just put a bunch of crap in the middle of the floor, that ain't art. Okay? It ain't it. So, fuck off. Gripe number two. Oh, sorry. Gripe number three. I told you. Off the rails. Not good. Gripe number three. Bald guys who drive sports cars. I've seen quite a few of them lately, and I can't figure out why. They're compensating for their baldness, obviously. Or, they're in the midst of a role as a villain in an 80s TV cop drama. Otherwise, it just screams out, Oh my god, I'm bald. The monthly payments for this car are less than the monthly payments to uh, to get a hair transplant. I don't have anything against bald guys. And really, it's just... Not quite middle-aged guys in general, but... When you see a middle-aged bald man driving a sports car, it just screams... Uh, pathetic. <laughs> At least to me, because one, can't afford the sports car, and two, I have a full, luscious fucking head of hair, so I'm not compensating for anything. But it's all, you know, when, whenever you see, not when, it's not every time, but I wonder what the percentage is of sports car owners to baldness. <laughs> oh, that's so fucking stupid. And that you know, occasionally they're assholes, so that doesn't help. It just it just adds to the stereotype. All right, fine, we get it. You miserable fuck. You know, you probably hate your wife and kids, or you're divorced, and you fucked your secretary or some shit. Now you're divorced, but you know, <laughs> the alimony payments just ended, so you went out and bought a fucking sports car. <laughs> oh, fucking bald guys. Who drives sports cars? What a, like what am I what is this? Honestly, what is this? Oh boy. Alright, that's it for the show. Listen. It wasn't awful. It wasn't great. My voice sounds like crap. Um, this is why I can't have dinner like before I do the show. I always feel just full and bleh. But Hopefully that didn't come across too much. Hopefully my throat clearing and my sniffling was kept to, to a minimum. Probably not, but what can you do? Um, oh, fuck. I just totally remembered. I, I forgot all about these voicemails. Shit. All right, well, we'll use them next week. <laughs> um, yeah, Saturday night, drank too much. And uh, my buddy Matt called in three times. Left three voicemails. Fuck, I totally forgot. <laughs> uh, oh, well. The show was already too long today anyway, so we've cracked the hour mark. Typically what happens with an interview is we blow through the 60 minute mark but what can you do um but listen if you want to call the show and leave a voicemail you can 617-65-RIP-EM 617-657-4736 fuck 617-657-4736 call in leave a voicemail Tell me that my show is fucking terrible or you want to just ask a question. We'll do the AMAs on the voicemail line too. Call in, ask a question. If we get enough questions, maybe I'll do a separate, uh, like an AMA episode, basically. Yeah. 
but I have to get enough questions. If I don't, I'll just tie it into the regular episode. Who knows? We'll see. Um, <clears throat> I have an Instagram page at Complaints Pod. Go there, follow me, and then follow SS Bar Pizza, Jimmy G, Bar Pizza Guy. Um, I have an Instagram. I already said that. Jesus. I have a Twitter page at Complaints Pod. I have a Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. I have a YouTube page that I don't do anything with. I have a website, complaintsandobservations.com. It's very long. But the good thing about, um, you know, about Google Chrome is once you type it in, it'll remember it. You know, I'm guessing Alta Vista does the same thing. I don't know. Who knows? But um, I have a blog. Uh, I've posted a couple times recently. Check it out, please. I'd like you to read my writing. It's just as bad as my podcast. So something to look forward to. Uh, But that's it. Uh, Please, uh, tell your friends. Tell your mom. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.